I think we're back. <laughs> Good. Okay, guys. Um, yeah, welcome to episode number 13 of the Witches Hunt. Uh, we are back. Um, the new year is here, and I have to say I haven't recorded um an episode in about a month because the other ones I sometimes pre-record them, so you know during the holidays i didn't have no time but anyhow um if you're new here welcome this is the witch's hunt and i'm your host anna aka cedar moon i'm a taurus eclectic witch avatar reader and lover of all things occult in this podcast i share information about magic spirituality and life as a modern witch Every week, we unravel ancient wisdom, we discover folk magic, tarot, numerology, and all things witchy. My goal is to support each other on our own sacred path. Let's dive into the mysteries of this universe together. Although the year of 2023 has already begun, I still wanted to share some helpful tips and tricks with you guys because there is a ton of folklore and, um, you know, traditions and magical workings that you can do around this time of the year or also the New Year's Eve. I mean, as I said, it's almost like we are in the new year, I know, but still I wanted to do this episode because I think it's an interesting topic. And without further ado, let's get going. This episode is going to have four parts. In the first part, we are looking at old traditions. The second part is new traditions, aka my tips for you guys. And the last part, as always, is the herb of the week, along with a reading for the collective. So, which old traditions are there? <laughs> okay, let me just start out. old traditions. So I researched some old traditions um, that people used to do and still to this day used. So used to do and still used to do. Oh, whatever. Okay, I get caught up. <laughs> In Germany, it is pouring lead. Well, nowadays it is kind of like prohibited or we don't do it anymore we use wax and we melt it down and then you know on a little spoon thing and then pour it into water and it's kind of I mean I wonder honestly why I did not as a child <laughs> find this a little bit odd because it is somehow a witchy thing to do you um, practice sort of a form of divination because you pour in the lead or the wax whatever it is into the water and then you kind of based on what you see which shape you see in this figure that you have poured you can then determine what your year is going to be so there is also it's kind of like a fun thing because they also print an explanation for each symbol on the back of the package and it's just like a fun thing and I really honestly this is something I really think of first when I think about New Year's Eve and celebrations. So also another tradition is smashing plates and jumping off chairs. Well, that is um, said to bring happiness, luck and all good things for the new year. Also, there is the saying or the legend of the wild hunt, you know, 
The wild hunt is said to be outside during this time of the year, roaming around and yeah, of course, it's a little bit dangerous. So what you would do is in order to please them and make them happy, you would put out food for the wild hunt so they can be strength strengthened and um, nourished and happy so they won't attack you or your family, so to say. I know it sounds weird. Look it up. It's, it's a, um, there are many legends around it. It's um, particularly from the Norse folklore. Um, also, leave a place on the table for deceased loved ones and ancestors. And I know many witches do this, especially, um, I mean, on uh, Samhain, which is also called Halloween. We used to do this because the veil is very thin during this time of the year and the ancestors kind of like are very close to us, if it makes sense. And also, um, celebrating New Year's Eve, this is a tradition that you could do. You could either um, set up a small altar for your deceased loved ones or ancestors, or also, as I said, leave a place on the table for them and, you know, some food that they liked. Leaving the front and back door open to let good opportunities in. Well, honestly, I haven't done that because it sounds a little bit dangerous. Regarding, you know, when you're living in a bigger city, <laughs> someone could break into the house. But that is kind of an old tradition that people um, were kind of... Um, I'm lost for words, you know what I mean. Um, beer and ale are linked to wealth. So it was said to drink beer, of course, uh, also alcohol-free beer, to attract money into your life. Because, like, there are certain beverages like beer or wine, they have also correspondences or magical correspondences that are linked to them. So also bread and salt under the table. This is also, you know, two um, uh, foods that are linked highly to different properties. Um, bread and salt in particular are uh, said to um, bring luck when you put it under the table during the night of or during New Year's Eve. Um, now let's go to my traditions, to new traditions, aka my tips. So guys, I have established some new traditions for myself that I like to do and there are of course countless ideas on how to start the new year the witchy way. From doing a moon ritual, manifestation, a tarot spread, or a cleansing bath. So I just want to give you a quick overview of what I like to do. First topic is tarot. I gather um, my runes as well as my tarot cards. Or if you don't use um, runes, you could also gather oracle cards. Whatever you like to use. The pendulum, you name it. I mean, there are so many divination forms. In the last night of the year, I take my cards and I pull one card for each month. I note the results in a small journal so I can later look at it and see what actually came true or if the cards resonated with the events that happened during the year. Then I also do the same with my runes and funny enough, really not gonna lie guys, oftentimes the rune themes are about the same as the tarot themes. So this is really odd. I mean, 
I have also made the experience that tarot, when I do a tarot spread, when I do a reading for a client or basically a reading for someone else or for myself, doesn't matter, um, it kind of tells a story. So the cards kind of tell a story, not only in the sense of that the major arcana tell a story, which I will discuss in one of my next episodes about tarot, but um, they also tell a story considering this particular question. So, you know, the cards that come up are often kind of like really like making sense in the way that they appear in the reading. Number two is wishes. I personally have incorporated some, you know, tarot spreads into my own repertoire. And the re the reason is basically I took a um, an online course or seminar two years ago. And it was hosted by a shaman. So it's a woman that is working. Um, she's writing books and working in, in shamanic courses. And I know her <laughs> from my tattoo artist who, um, you know, attended some of her courses. And yeah, I learned so much there, especially about the Rauhnächte. This is what it's called in Germany. And these nights hold a special power because the veil between our world and the other realm is very thin, meaning we have a great opportunity right now during this time for divination and also to receive like useful messages. And I do it this way. I take 12 pieces of paper and I write down 12 wishes. So you could say one for each month or like, you know, I mean, I don't go ahead and be like, okay, for January, I want blah, blah, blah. For February, I want blah, blah, blah. But I rather do it like this. I think of the 12th 12 most important wishes or goals, whatever it might be. It could be your career, it could be love, it could be family, it could be personal development. And just write those wishes down and put all of the papers in an envelope, seal it, and I store it until the next New Year's Eve. It's also interesting to see, you know, what came true and also knowing like you wrote it down and you didn't look at it again. So kind of like is like sending it to the universe and then be like, okay, I leave it in your hands, universe. You, um, you know, I trust you with my faith, with my fate. Um, there's another way to do it. And this is the way that we used to do in the course. Um, you could write down 13 wishes. The notes are then rolled up and fastened with a piece of string and some or simply folded, <laughs> whatever you like, and you burn a wish each night of the Raunechte, which I can go a little bit more in depth about this, but you can also Google them. So each each night you burn a wish and one single wish is left. Of course you don't know which wish it is because you each night you just take a, a wish from your wishing bowl or what whatever and you just don't know which um which one will be left and the wish that is left in the end will then be the one you need to work on you can see it like this the rest will be taken care of by the universe which is a beautiful idea and i personally i like these techniques because it's like kind of romanticizing your life and i am down for that 
Tip number three is cleansing. Cleansing can take place in many forms. Many witches and practitioners used to cleanse the home and their space first. I do this as well, so I would go ahead and get all the clutter away and also smoke cleanse after this. So you could use what you like to either resins like myrrh, copal or frankincense, herbs such as rose, rue, sage or even woods like palo santo. Whatever you use, be mindful and just visualize the home being cleansed from negative energies. Um, it really is, I mean, it depends on what your personal preferences are. If you have pets or kids or you just can't smoke cleanse heavily, I totally get that. Um, some people, they really smoke cleanse in a way that they kind of leave the thick smoke in the air and let it really absorb all the negative energies and then they just open all the windows and let the stale energy out but if you say you know what i don't want my home to be completely filled with smoke which is understandable you can really go ahead and take a small bowl and just smoke cleanse um, with herbs resins or other ingredients that you resonate with because there are no set rules i mean it's not said that you need to use a particular ingredient just go ahead and research also the correspondences um and i use i use those herbs and and ingredients that resonate with my correspondence that i want to achieve so if i want more harmony if I have the feeling that, oh, there might have been a fight or some arguments, I typically would use something like Palo Santo or also um, sandalwood to raise the frequencies. If I just want to cleanse the home from negativity in general, I would go ahead and use frankincense or you could also use sage. But, you know, sage is a topic in and of itself. I personally, I really, I have a sage bundle, but I break small, teeny, tiny parts from this bundle, so I would never go ahead and light the whole bundle. I always take a very, very small part and use it completely mindfully. So, I mean, it's up to you what you do. Um, Number, uh, I think we're at number four. Yes, we're at number four is bath bath, ritual bath, cleansing bath, whatever you might call it. I like to take a cleansing bath. Um, also, I uploaded some bath rituals to Patreon for all of my Patreon supporters out there. Thank you so, so much, by the way. I'm really beyond blessed and happy about you guys. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so, so, so much for like supporting me. I highly appreciate it. But, you know, the ritual bath is kind of said to remove negativity and also cross conditions, which means everything that holds you back from reaching your goals. A crossed condition is something that might be hindering you. It's like an obstacle. It's in your way. And it could be just people wishing you negative things. It could also be somewhat, I don't know, I'm not a complete expert in uncrossing, but it's like something that's in your way that can't be really removed by just small rituals and just positive thinking, but rather is really hindering you and hindering your growth. So kind of like you do everything you can 
and still it doesn't work out. So this could be a crossed condition. Personally, I take this ritual bath for three days in a row. You can take it for six or even nine days, depending on your routine. Well, these numbers, first of all, they hold great power and it's just said at least take it for three days. First off, I cook, cook up my herbs in a pot. So I take mint, rue, rosemary, and St. John's wort. Other herbs you could use are lemon balm, lemongrass, uh, rose, and many, many more. There are also countless, countless lists online, and I will, I guess I will prepare something soon so um, for my Patreon members to download. Um, I'd cook them for about 15 minutes until they are well seeped. And really then just strain it. I mean, it smells really strong. Uh, just um, you should really take a, a good amount of, of liquid. You could really use a medium-sized pot for this because think about it this way. You pour it all over your head and it should be reaching your whole body. So just take a... <laughs> like a medium pot because I made the mistake when I did it the first time I took a pot that was too small and I only had like a cup full of this this is of course not enough so I also do it the way that I um first before I do the ritual itself I would cleanse the bathroom with smoke then I take my regular bath you can set up two candles two white candles preferably you could set also um, some crystals on the you know on the edge of your tub if you would like to and then you take your bath as you would usually do i add in some florida water because florida water is a highly protective ingredient and it, it you don't need a big amount of it just like i think just a good like i don't know how many milliliters i put in but maybe like 20 milliliters could be i don't know but you just estimate it eyeball it i would say after the bath i take the pot with the cold mixture and i pour it over my body over the head the back really let it run down the body and visualize all negativity taken from you it is said that you should also catch a bit of the liquid so you would basically i don't know Place something under your feet so you can catch a little bit of it and go to a crossroads and then spill the leftovers um, there. Okay, I'm 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 completely I'm completely lost right now, but that doesn't mean I will be lost forever. Yes. Um. Okay. So you can after you take the uncrossing bath, you could also pray a prayer. Um. You may pray the. Tw 23rd psalm um but it's really up to you so you know if you don't want to pray you don't need to it's like not really required i guess and also um you could also combine this ritual with the fiery wolf protection oil basically i uploaded a fiery wolf protection oil on my youtube channel the recipe if you want to see it just Look at it, the links in the description box of the podcast and you can just find me when you um, just take like my name, Cedar Moon, and then you will find me. Yeah, and you basically, you will take the excess water or the runoff water to a crossroads where two roads intersect. So sort of like a plus, you know, 
and you would then take the water, toss it over your left shoulder, and you would go and state, I banish this condition, and as the sun sets in the west, so does it set upon my former condition and kind of like express your gratitude for um, the spirits helping you to remove the crossed condition. Um, personally, I have to admit, guys, um, I haven't done this part of it. So I have taken the bath. I have done it all, but I have not when I've not gone to the crossroads. <laughs> if you want to do it, just I, I don't know what the difference is. For me, like it, it comes down to your intentions. I am um, disposed of the excess water and was also stating my my intention and, and thanking the spirits for removing the cross conditions, but I didn't go to crossroads. So anyhow, um I hope you enjoyed these tips for the new year. And basically, let me just add one more thing. Um, you can do these things also in the beginning of the year because personally, it's like with the full moon. The full moon has its power also in the days before it and after. So the changing of the year into a new year. I think the powerful um, transition period lasts for more than just one or two days. That's just my opinion. And generally speaking, doing the tarot, doing these ritual baths, you can do it all the time, all throughout the year. Camphor is burned during the ritual because it purifies the environment, it purifies the energies around us and it also doesn't leave any residue after it's fully burned and it is kind of like considered to be a symbol of the destruction of the human ego, so to say. It is said that when you burn camphor, you're burning your ego and therefore making space for spirit and spreading positivity around you. Um, it is a strong fragrance, so it smells kind of strong, but it also takes away all the negativity around you and is a really good method of cleansing. So there are many witches who like to use camphor before they um, do their rituals as, as a cleansing tool so to say and it is also known as cinnamonum camphora it is associated with water scorpio pisces cancer so these are the astrological signs but also related to the planet of pluto and chiron its gender is masculine just a little backstory. Um, the tree is primarily found in Asia and Indonesia. It is an aromatic wood with, with a gray hue. So sometimes it's also called cinnamonum, as I said, and it's very lightweight and durable. The grain is interlocking and has some bend and pliancy to it. It has been given the nickname chalk by several cultures because of the whitish color or whitish hue. There is also, it's, it's a great repellent, so it's also used in a medicine. And during the Tang Dynasty in China, it was also used to flavor ice cream. It still is available today in Indian stores for various culinary purposes.
Camphor um, is regularly used in embalming techniques and has an affinity to afterlife and to ritual preparation and purification. Um, yeah, so camphor is a really powerful, powerful tool. And personally, I have used it, but you have to be careful because it, like, I have camphor resin, so to say, and it burns really strongly. So it can be, <laughs> can burn, it can really cause a flame. So you should be very careful when you burn it. Um, I personally like to, um, uh, burn things inside that I know that won't cause a fire so maybe you should try it out first outside or in a well like ventilated area and yeah guys that was it for today um <laughs> my dear witches we have come to the part where I usually do my reading but before this I have a, a quick announcement I am currently working in a nine-to-five corporate job and I want to kind of make teaching witchcraft my main job someday. So this being said, this podcast is self-produced and I do not have any sponsors yet. If you would like to support me, you can do this in many ways. You can visit my social media, share the podcast with friends, or become a Patreon. As a member, you will receive extra episodes and a bunch of exclusive content for your grimoire and also you will have a saying in which episodes will drop next or which topics you would like to hear about. Find me on patreon.com slash thewitcheshunt. But guys, if you do not want that, that's totally fine. You can support me by going over to Instagram at thewitcheshunt and TikTok at cedarmoon. And also follow me maybe on YouTube because I will be posting a lot more content for you guys, videos for you. Um, I have so much planned. I just, I have so many ideas. It's going to be a great year. I feel this 2023 is going to be a year of many new adventures. <laughs> and yeah, as always, thank you so, so much for listening and we're going to hop on over to the reading of the week. Okay, guys, so let's hop on over to the reading of the week. And I used my oldest deck for this. This is the Alistair Crowley Thoth Tarot deck, my favorite I, I would say it's my favorite definitely and um yeah in today's reading um we have two cards that came up first of all we have the knight of wands and the seven of wands so both are wands wands we deal with fire energy we deal with motivation with the aspect of motivation of drive of passion ambition all of this fiery passionate energy and basically, what I see with this is that you do have this new spark of hope and, and drive in your life. So you want to change something and you're kind of like in the state of where you're motivated and you have this drive and inner motivation. You have like this spark inside of you, so to say. And just let me tell you, keep this, keep it. I mean... With the Seven of Wands, we see there is perseverance um, as a topic. You need to kind of like 
you need to be aware that it's going to be a challenge and you're gonna have to be very patient in um in the way that you approach this so yeah there will be some ups and downs of course as always in life but just be reassured that your guides and spirit is with you on this um you might be challenged by others that want to take your place people might look at you like you know they're envious they're jealous of you just stay firm in your beliefs and firm in the belief in yourself you know you have what it takes to reach your goals you have this drive and you have this courage you're bold you're courageous you're willing to venture into the unknown into territories you don't know you know no one knows the future the future is always uncertain but you take the risk you take um new adventures and use them for you for your own development and i am very proud of this approach i'm like i feel like a sense of pride with this because i am personally also someone i like to um kind of risk take risks sometimes because i i think um without taking a risk where would we go in life you know we need to sometimes take the leap of faith take a risk in order to move forward because life in and of itself is generally not predictable i mean we can take a glimpse we can use divination but we never there are so many outside um, forces that come to play with this um, that we will never know. You know, you can plan for like five or ten years ahead, but you will essentially never know if it's going to work out completely the way you think. And what is really important when it comes to this is, in my opinion, to stay flexible and to go with the flow. To go with the flow and yeah of course you have your goals of course you have the things you want to achieve but just try to be flexible still so so sometimes it might be um it might be necessary to change your uh, direction because some obstacle will come in your way or people will try to um sabotage you even i mean there are not only good people in the world but also people with ill intentions unfortunately um, so just believe in yourself, like have this inner courage, have this faith in yourself, because this will essentially make you stand firm as a rock. And with these thoughts, guys, um, I think the reading has already been <laughs> quite long, considering the length of the episode. But yeah, without further ado, um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Thanks for checking in. Feel free to... Um, you know, send me a message on Instagram. You can find me at the Witches Haunt, TikTok at Cedar Moon. Um, also, my brand new YouTube is there, guys. And honestly, it is. Um, how can I say this? It's really like I'm thankful about every single or for every single listener and and viewer because it takes so much time to produce all of that, and sometimes. You know, I also have doubts, just like every person in the world. Um, I get up sometimes in the morning and I think, okay, was that really the right step that I took? And then a, a nice and kind comment from you guys just makes my day. And I'm like, okay, it was definitely the right choice. And I'm definitely on my path. And I just want to say 
thank you from the bottom of my heart for your support for everybody who listens to these episodes because it takes some time to script and produce and yeah I'm just thankful so I wish you a wonderful week ahead guys and remember to listen to your intuition because magic lives in all of us blessed be